Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dream On Podcast. I'm your host, Jen, and this episode is all about the 10 rules of lucid dreaming. So obviously, this is a riff on the Ten Commandments, which if they haven't been riffed on enough, we're going to riff on them again today. And these are some rules that I came up with myself, which I think are really good guidelines for when you're in a lucid dream. And they will probably be helpful for everyone, regardless of your experience level in terms of lucid dreaming, which is kind of like the angle I've been going for in all my recent episodes. I'm trying to make them like beginner friendly and expert friendly and just kind of appeal to everyone. So I hope everyone enjoys this episode. I think that it's going to be really, really fun. And as I said before, these are all just different rules that I've come up with myself that I think are helpful. And they're also rules that I try to follow. Obviously, I don't typically have them outlined in this way, but just generally, these are some guidelines that I do try to abide by in my own dreams, be it on purpose or not necessarily on purpose. And I think that it's going to be really fun to elaborate on these and see how they connect and also maybe discover which ones you may not have thought of before, um, because I think that there are some things that only come up when you have been like in lucid dreams for a long time, which obviously I have been. But before I get into like the specific rules, I did want to talk about a dream that I had last night because I woke up at 3 a.m. And I came like straight out of this dream and I was like, oh my gosh, like that was insane. And I dragged myself out of bed and I wrote it down. And the dream itself wasn't like super impactful, I guess. It was just like what happened at the end. So in the beginning of the dream, um, I grew up, so I grew up on like, it's not not like the true coast of California, but like out um, pretty close to the beach. and so we were in like my hometown. My parents were driving me and I was in the back seat and we were in like a Jeep. And there was like this guy who had all this wood and my dad, he does woodworking. And he was like, oh, I want to stop and like pick up the wood. But the guy was like really like, he was scary. And so we were like, yeah, let's not stop because he seemed to be like arguing with someone. So then my parents kept driving us. And then we came to like my hometown, but it really was not my hometown and there's just like something off about it and we stopped and there was this other guy who was like super weird like very stalker vibes and me and my mom were like and I don't know where my dad went but my mom and I went into this little cafe to have breakfast and in there the waitress was like she was she served us our food right and everything was normal and then all of a sudden she was like hey do you guys mind if I get a picture and we were like yeah we do mind don't take our picture and then she was just like, ah, and then she like went over and picked up a camera anyway and started taking our photo. And I like fully went over and like took the camera out of her hand and she was like trying to wrestle it with me. And I grabbed her hair and her hair came off her head because it was a wig. And then it turned out that she was like a CIA agent or like an FBI agent. And they were like spying on us for some reason. And we were like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then I walked away from there and all of a sudden I was walking with her in like a, I don't know how to describe it, but like a kind of like a long like hallway. Um, And it was like stone walls with like lots of carvings in them. And it's because um, in my music class that I'm taking, we're talking about uh, like mariachi and like the Mayan music that like inspires a lot of Mexican music. And so then we were 
I don't know, like, all of a sudden we were in this hall and it was, like, these Mayan ruins. And then there were, like, real Mayans behind us chasing us. And they started shooting these little stakes at us. Like, not, like, the meat, but, like, wooden stakes. And the thickness of them was, like, probably, like, a couple pencils. (laughs) If that gives you, like, an idea for the thickness. And then they were all, like, a foot and a half long. So that's easily enough to go through the torso of most people, like, all the way. And they were, like, I don't know if they were, I think they were, like, shooting them at us somehow out of, like, these little guns they had that shot them. And it was genuinely terrifying. Like, at this point, like, I knew that it was a dream. And it was actually something about this particular thing happening that I was, like, oh, this is a dream. And, but I was still hiding because I knew that it would hurt if I got hit. And I, like, I felt, like, some slight pain already in my leg, and I wasn't sure if it was because I was imagining getting hit or if it was because I was actually having leg pain. And so I was like, oh, like, I don't want to get hit with one of these because then I'll feel, like, my real leg pain, and I don't want to do that because it'll hurt so bad. And so I was hiding, and it was weird because in the hall, when they started shooting at us, suddenly there was all this stuff to hide behind, like... There were cabinets and different, like, hutches and tables, all this wooden furniture, and I dove behind a grand piano, and quite suddenly there were all these people around me, and they all got, like, shot down and brutally killed in front of me on, like, all sides, and then there was this, like, random, like, friend that I had, this random guy who I don't know, I don't even know what he looked like, I just, like, he was just there in the dream to play this specific role that, like, he... I don't think he got shot, but, like, he fell. And then this other random dude who was in a suit, I don't know why he was with the Mayans, but he, like, comes up and he fully has, like, a gun in his hand and he's about to execute the guy. And I go over and, like, drag him out of the way. And the dude pulls the trigger on the gun and there's the click, but it doesn't fire because I guess he's out of ammo or something. And so we're, like, hiding behind this grand piano, and it's so scary. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, we need to go, because he was reloading his gun. And so then we, like, start running, and then suddenly I'm looking down at my phone, and it's open to Instagram, and there's an art slide, like, with, like, little cartoon drawings depicting what we just went through. And I was like, oh, it was just, it was just an art post. Like, that's what it was. And then over it is a voiceover of everything that we just said and did. And then in the description of the post, it's like, oh, credit to the original Toy Story voice actors for letting us use their audio. And then I woke up. (laughs) So that was like the dream in its entirety. It was not very long. I assume that it came after a longer dream or it was like, I kind of like started to wake up and then I went back into deeper sleep and then I started to wake up again and this was like a secondary REM dream. But no matter what, it was like 3 a.m. and I was like, that was really intense. And like I woke up and wrote it down because it was like having those spikes thrown at me. Oh my gosh, guys, like (laughs) it was so scary. I can still see it in my mind so clearly. It was like the, the floor in there was sand and there were like plants outside. There was like a courtyard location. It was crazy. It really was. Also, I have a lot of dreams about courtyards, which is actually going to come up weirdly later in this episode, but um, <laughs> you'll have to wait for that. So anyway, now that I've done a super long intro um, with a story that hopefully was interesting, it was interesting to me because it was just like so scary. 
Um, but also it made me lucid. So I guess sometimes fear can definitely cause you to become lucid, which is interesting because emotion is something you should avoid in dreams. But I'm getting ahead of myself again. So anyway, let's begin with the first rule of lucid dreaming. These first few ones, you guys all, you'll probably be familiar with these, but then moving on down the list, we're going to have some that are a little bit less intuitive. And also like the first, it's more than half, but the first half of the list is all things that you should do. Um, and then the second half of the list is all things that you shouldn't do. So we have the do's and then we have the don'ts. So starting with the do's, rule number one, do stay focused. And that's a super basic rule, okay? But it is very, very, very important. You could argue that it's the most important rule because if you don't stay focused and you forget what you're doing and you get distracted by something, then you will probably forget that you're lucid, especially if you are just learning to lucid dream because when you're first learning, it's very, very likely that the first like few lucid dreams that you're in, where you're like, oh, this is a dream, those are probably gonna be in the morning, very close to when you're actually going to wake up. So these are also the dreams that tend to be the most like, I guess, intense and crazy and unpredictable, like they're very unstable. And so focus is absolutely critical, especially in these kinds of dreams because they're already so unstable that it's hard to keep your mind in kind of a centered place. And it's extremely easy to just forget what you're doing, forget what you're even thinking about and just kind of get lost in the chaos. So focus is absolutely critical. And it just means that like, you don't have to just sit there, you know, and, and chant some little mantra and be like, you know, oh, I'm lucid, I'm lucid, I'm lucid. Like that's, that's not what I'm saying, but it's more so just like, don't become too focused on anything else. Like you need to kind of keep your mind clear and it's all right to absorb what's going on around you and everything. But at the base level, you need to be, you need to have an understanding that like, oh, this isn't real. And this goes directly along with rule number two, which is one that you guys I'm also quite sure are familiar with, which is do stay calm. And this has to do with the like extreme emotionality of dreams because dreams are very, very, very emotion-based and they are extremely impacted by how you're feeling. So just the fact that you become emotional in a dream will really, really impact where it's going and how the plot line is going. So if you're in a dream and you suddenly become very afraid, then it's quite likely that a lot of really scary things are gonna happen because the dream will seize that emotion and run with it. So if you stay calm, not only does it help with you staying focused, but it also means that the dream around you will probably stay a lot more calm. And so it'll prevent too many insane things from happening, which is great because that means that these two first rules really have a lot to do with each other. And by maintaining one, it can really help you to maintain the other. So it's really, really important to stay calm because you can stay focused and also the dream around you won't seize on some sort of emotion. Even if that emotion is like something like, you know, oh, I'm really rooting for this band of people, something like that, like any sort of like crazy investment level or something like that, it's gonna change where the dream is going. And obviously that feeling of investment or support or something like that isn't a super strong emotion, so that's probably safe. But I would say that the really, really dangerous emotions that you might experience in dreams are probably anger and sadness 
because anger and sadness are, at least in my experience, the ones that tend to consume me the most easily in dreams. Like sadness, especially if something really sad happens in a dream and I just like start crying, like I, I will lose it. I will be sobbing in the dream. Sometimes I'll wake up crying. Like it really brings things down. It really rips stuff apart. And I think that anger is different because anger probably won't wake you up, but it might cause the dream to go in kind of that angry direction where like the plot line can really keep you engaged when you're feeling a sense of anger because it motivates you to keep doing stuff. And it doesn't motivate you to think about anything because you're just angry and you're just in your anger and you want to do things that express your anger or whatever. Like you want to argue with someone, something. And that really keeps you like in the moment instead of thinking about things from kind of a farther off perspective. So those are definitely the emotions I would say are the most dangerous. But in general, staying calm is absolutely critical just for like everything. I mean, you can't even like exercise control in a lucid dream if you're calm for the most part. And of course, being happy is fine. Being like a little bit excited is totally fine. But excitement is another one of those that can be very all-consuming. And it is important to keep in mind that like when you're awake, you're like, oh, you know, it's I'm sure it's not that bad. Like I'm sure that, you know, whatever, I'm sure it's okay. Like if whatever happens, but you will probably be really surprised if you've never had a lucid dream just how impactful emotions can be because emotions in dreams are way more intense than they are in real life and I can say that with 100% certainty it's like every single emotion you feel in a dream is like level 10 of that emotion it's the most of that emotion you've ever felt in your life it's just so all-consuming and that's one of the reasons that emotions are so dangerous in lucid dreams in terms of lucidity because they will just like, it's if it's brain or emotion, like like in terms of logical thinking, you are gonna fall into the emotion trap. So do stay calm. And now that we've gotten past these two really basic rules, we're gonna go into some other rules that I think not everyone will really expect, including number three, which I think is a really fun one. And it comes from my own experiences and dreams. The third thing, that I would recommend in terms of following the rules when you're in a lucid dream, I strongly recommend that you do stay outside. And this might surprise some people, you know, it's like, why? Why the heck do you need to stay outside? Well, because if you go inside, then any sort of like going into a location in a lucid dream where you're not outside and you can just like easily leave, it creates an opportunity for the dream to trap you somewhere. And like, obviously you can still get out, especially if you're maintaining your calm and focus, like from the first two rules. But just for me, I know that for ease of access, for like leaving different places and really getting to explore lucid dreams and have a more full experience, I think that remaining either outdoors or in a location that's really large, so like maybe in like a mansion or a castle or even just a place that has like a really high ceiling, there are a lot of benefits to that. And part of that just has to do with like maybe even your own personal claustrophobia, which I'm not particularly claustrophobic, but I think that it just makes travel a lot easier and it makes it easier for you to leave locations. Like there are just a lot of perks, okay? Plus when you're in a smaller space, there's fewer opportunities to like figure out, I mean, I guess like new 
how do I say this? I, that's when you're in a smaller location, okay, first of all, there's going to be fewer characters. And second of all, there's just like fewer things to look at. So I like being in a big location because it creates opportunity, all right? It creates opportunity for me to exercise my lucidity and choose what I want to do, but it also creates more opportunity for the dream itself to become kind of inspired by itself and build on itself. So if you're in a really small location, there probably aren't a lot of super cool things to look at. Like if you're in a tiny little cabin in the woods or something and all the curtains are drawn and you can't see out the windows, like... That's not a situation that I would want to be in in a lucid dream because then it's like, what happens if then there are no windows? Of course, you can just go through the wall, but not everybody has like the, I guess, the lucid power to do that. So make sure you're in a place that has doors and windows and high ceilings and all this good stuff because it's really, really nice to have ease of access. And it's also really, really nice, I think, to have a lot of people around, which just kind of goes with staying outside and being in these bigger spaces because once again, it's more opportunity. It's opportunity for different characters to show themselves. It's an opportunity for the plot of the dream to keep developing and be more interesting and just generally provide you with more entertainment. And of course, it's really good to let the dream continue to build on itself and develop even while you're lucid, because if you are, let's say, in a location where not a lot is happening, then it's probably not going to stay like that for long, even if you want it to, just because of the nature of dreams. Dreams are always constantly evolving and changing, and they want to keep developing. The dream wants to keep moving forward and causing crazy stuff to happen and elicit reactions from you and all this stuff. It really wants to keep doing that. So it's good to allow it to, to a certain extent. You need to work with the dream, not against it. Don't try to pin it down and keep it from, you know, developing or being crazy because that's just not going to happen. Like, dreams are crazy. They do keep developing. That's just the nature of how dreams work. So you need to keep that in mind when you're in a lucid dream and just understand that it's good that the dream is doing stuff around you. It's good that different characters are inviting you to do different things because... That's how dreams work. It means you're normal. It means your brain is working correctly. So yeah, I would encourage everyone to stay outside or in a large location. Don't go into like a little closet because you just don't know where those tiny spaces are going to lead. And sometimes it can be a little sketchy, you know, and I don't want to give anyone nightmares by like elaborating on that, but it can be sketchy. So Personally, I recommend the wide open spaces, and I think that that's just a generally good rule to follow, whether you are a learner or a master of lucid dreaming, which I don't think anyone can really be a master, so let's say expert, um, but especially for learners, just because there's more opportunity, more to see, more fun to be had. So moving on to our next do in this list is do speak your mind and laugh. And I don't know like how many of you this is kind of important for. I think it depends on your personality because obviously when I talk on this podcast, like I really do a lot of talking in my dreams as well. And I do a lot of laughing in my dreams and that's all stuff that I've shared with you guys before on here. But I know that there are some people for whom this doesn't come as naturally and so maybe you're not as chatty or you don't find that like humor comes to you as easily in terms of making jokes or whatever, which is totally fine. Like don't change who you are. Oh my gosh. But if you do like have something to say or you do have like a joke that you want to make in a dream, do it. <laughs> I just, I want to encourage people to not hold back 
because sometimes by saying and doing those things or even like trying out something new in a dream, like if you see somebody like, I don't know, it doesn't even have to be something fun. Like if you see someone sweeping and you want to join them, go do it because it might lead to something cool happening in the dream. And that's really what this kind of comes down to. It's like, I think that by engaging with the dream more, especially by like conversing with people and making jokes and that sort of thing, um, I think that you can do a lot of impacting of the dream, even when it's indirect, which I think has really positive effects on just where the dream is going. And it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about with like working with the dream instead of against it. It's good to encourage the dream in different ways to like develop in positive manners that maybe you'll appreciate. And it's good to let the different characters in the dream interact with you in a positive way because then it'll make you happy. And then if you're happy, then the dream is happy because it's just a reflection of your own emotion, right? So it creates really like a chamber of positivity and it makes all of this really positive stuff continue to happen. So I would encourage people to not hold back and to really just like openly enjoy the dream when you're there. And it's good to look around and like enjoy the scenery and talk about it. Be like, hey, I love how that looks. If you see a gardener, be like, dude, you're doing a great job. The landscaping in here looks awesome because you never know what the gardener is going to say, right? Like they could say a million different things. They could say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Do you want to see? I have a Sims 4 cow plant in the back. Do you want to go see it? Right? That would be crazy. Or they could be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And then they could go like, meta on you and be like yeah I actually designed the set for every single dream you've ever had like I'm the guy and you'd be like what the heck like just talk to people let stuff develop it's really fun it's a good idea and I think that people who have dreams where they don't interact with the dream population at all and they just kind of like maybe build stuff or like explore on their own I think you're really missing out because it's fun to see what those crazy people will say to you <laughs> it's really good um and this goes into the next point directly. It was a great segue. The next thing that I recommend in this list of rules is do make friends and assume the best about people. And obviously I've talked a little bit already about how you should make friends in a dream. It's good to interact with the dream population in a positive way and invite them to do things with you because it brings in a really fun new dynamic depending on the dream and also just who the person is. Like, it's really wonderful to be dreaming with other people, even if you know they're not real, because it just adds like kind of a social element to it, even though it's completely fake and faux, but it really does make it fun and you just never know what these other people are gonna do. So it adds like fun unpredictability to the dream. And the second half of this rule is something that we do need to expand upon. So moving more into that, assume the best about everyone, okay? So assuming the best about everyone just means like be friendly. Don't look at someone and be like, oh my gosh, I'm sure they're a threat or I'm sure they're mean or whatever. Like if you see, even if it's someone truly evil like Regina George, okay? If you see Regina George in your dream, act like she's your friend and then she probably will be okay and that's kind of a toss-up because she's very evil but like <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like it's good to assume the best of people in your dreams because then it adds to that kind of just like that what did I say before that chamber of happiness it adds to the chamber of happiness effect because then when you're friendly to them chances are they will probably mirror that back to you and 
what kind of goes along with that as well is like if someone is unfriendly to you in a dream or like mean to you or whatever, just walk away. Like don't don't deal with that because that can infuse an element of like negativity and you just don't want that to happen in a dream because it can take the dream in kind of a downhill direction and you just don't want to deal with it. Like it's important to remember in a dream that you're the one in charge and you shouldn't be like sidetracked by these people because they're not even real. Like nothing they're saying is real. They don't have a body. They don't have a mind. Like there's actually nothing there. It's just like your mind. So just ignore it and just go find something else fun to do because lucid dreaming is all about having fun. It's all about playing these games and you don't need to even deal with it. Like just walk away. You'll never see them again. They're, they don't even exist. So really just assume that everyone is your friend and then they probably will be. And this is something that I have developed over actually a long time um, in my dreams because when I was younger, my dream population was really not very friendly. I think that there was like this weird sense of animosity kind of towards me and also just like kind of annoyance of the fact that I was lucid. And I don't know where that was coming from at all. But I had a lot of dreams when I was younger where I would be lucid and everyone who was kind of like an actor in the dream, um, to continue with the metaphor that I always use, um, all the actors in the dream were really just like annoyed or just unhappy with the fact that I was lucid and it was never anger. Like I was never attacked or anything for becoming lucid. Like Hawa, <laughs> hi Hawa. <laughs> she always listens to every episode. So shout out to her. But um, yeah, I don't have that experience and I never have, but there is like, sometimes there's kind of that response, right? But the way to fix that is just to be like, just to assume the best. And so I've kind of developed it over the years that now when I'm lucid, like there's not always like a joyful response and sometimes there's no response at all. There are just certain ways that people react um, to lucid dreamers in dreams that are kind of always the same, right? There's always the same types of reactions. There's the attack, there's annoyance, there's indifference, there's disbelief. I don't think I've heard many joyful responses. <laughs> I've never heard stories of those, but sometimes I'll still get like the indifference or like a little bit of annoyance, but for the most part, that's really just gone away. And I don't, I mean, I guess I don't like show it you know what I mean like I don't walk I don't waltz around being like hey I'm lucid right now just to see what people will do instead I'm way more friendly and I'm like hey what are you guys doing like I don't even bring it up so it just doesn't it doesn't make it an issue I'm just lucid and I'm just doing whatever and if I want to leave I just do and then I'll find other people who are nice so I don't know if any of that makes any sense at all but I hope that you get what I'm trying to say just be nice to people they'll be nice back to you because it's all a dream and they're just reflections of you. So that I think is a very good summary of that point. But now we are getting into the don'ts category of the rule list. So the first thing that we're gonna talk about is rule number seven, which is very, very important, like all of these, but it's very, very important, okay? But this is kind of like one of the other basic ones. The rule is don't follow the white rabbit, which, is a reference, of course, to Alice in Wonderland. But what I mean by saying this is do not become too distracted. So this kind of goes along with the first two rules, but I wanted to make it its own thing because it is like 
a kind of a specific aspect of those other two rules. So in terms of becoming too distracted, obviously this goes along with emotions and focus, but it's something that you can actually actively try to do to support those two other things. And the truth is dreams are extremely distracting. The dream will present you with things that are very, very interesting to you. And it'll also present you with some things that you're like, oh, that's not very interesting. And you'll kind of turn away, which will likely immediately elicit a new response of trying to interest you in something else. So dreams in their development and in their change in this continuous metamorphosis, they're always trying to present you with new things that'll interest you so that then you'll become engaged with the dream again. And hopefully uh, for the dream, it's like, oh, hopefully you won't be lucid anymore <laughs> because that's when you actually rest in a dream if you don't know that. Like the whole point of a dream is actually that you're supposed to be resting and relaxing and sleeping and lucidity does get in the way of that. So ideally your body and your mind and your brain and everything want you to actually be truly sleeping and not be lucid. So lucidity is something that goes against that process a little bit, but uh, that's just why you shouldn't do it like all the time, you know? So obviously some people do do it naturally um, most nights like myself, but whatever, it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> just saying like, you probably shouldn't be trying every single night because that is tiring and you probably will get burnt out from doing that. So don't do that. Um, but anyway, ooh, ironically, I became kind of distracted. So don't get too distracted. Don't become too focused on different things. Don't let things ruffle you. Don't let them impact you too much. Even just seeing something in the distance and being like, wow, that's so interesting. Like that really is enough to really consume you if you're not focused enough. So this is a general rule that we have talked about um, a little bit before just in the other rules. So I won't harp on it too much. But don't get distracted is a really, really huge aspect of lucid dreaming because the second you become distracted, the second you become wrapped up in something else, your lucidity is out the window. Like it's gone and you'll have to just get it from scratch again because there's absolutely no way that you're going to remember, oh yeah, I was lucid. Oh yeah, this isn't, this isn't real. Like you're going to have to start from scratch and be like, oh, this isn't real. Like you have to restart basically from just the baseline zero of no understanding. So don't get distracted. Do not follow the white rabbit down the rabbit hole. You need to just stay present in your mind and be like, ah, oh, yes, this is not real. So now moving into rule number eight. This is another very interesting one that I don't think people will think of, which is don't judge a place too quickly and don't hop around too much. So I think that for a lot of people who are interested in lucid dreaming, they're very interested in having very specific experiences. So they're like, oh, I want to have a lucid dream so I can go to the moon or whatever. And I would really, obviously I'm not like against having those experiences, but I would really encourage people to really just appreciate the dream that they already find themselves in, no matter what the dream is. Like, even if you're dreaming of being in your own home, okay? Like just walk around in your own home just a little bit or even don't, just like take a moment to notice and be like, wow, this looks just like real life. Like this is crazy because that in and of itself is a really cool experience. It doesn't have to be literally out of this world for it to be a cool experience. So <laughs> I thought that joke was really funny. I would make that in a dream and everyone around me would be like, that's not funny, but I would laugh. So. <laughs> But yeah, like just 
be okay with wherever you are and really appreciate it for what it is. Like, I've had a lot of really, really cool dream locations. And maybe at first glance, it's not so interesting, right? Maybe you're just in an office building, but there's nothing wrong with walking around and opening all the doors to see what's there. Like, maybe there's a secret in there that you're going to find. Or maybe you'll open one of the doors and it'll lead to Narnia. Like, you just don't know what's there because it's not real life. So you shouldn't expect an office building to just be an office building. That office building could lead you to the moon. It could take you anywhere. And actually, an office building if the ceilings are high enough, would be a good location, I think, for applying that like wide open spaces rule because with all those doors, like they could really lead anywhere. You could stand in front of a door and just be like, I want this door to lead to New York City. Open the door, boom, there's New York City. Like it could be anywhere. So office building is a very good location. And I really would encourage people to not be like so picky about where they want to be because also another aspect of this is like dreams only last for a certain amount of time okay and for the most part when we're having lucid dreams it is in the second half of our night's sleep so we are more prone to waking up dreams are not as long um in terms of like when we're becoming lucid if it's really close to when you're gonna wake up so And even when it's a long dream, right? There's no use in wasting time. You don't need to be wasting your time being picky about where you want to be because also, okay, this leads into frustration, which is an emotion that can really consume you and you're just frustrated and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to get so caught up in your own frustration that all of a sudden you'll forget that you're lucid. You'll forget that none of this is real. And then you'll be frustrated about something stupid that doesn't even make any sense because the dream will present you with something to be frustrated with. And you'll engage with it because that's the way dreams work. So it's really important to be appreciative of whatever the dream is. Really just see it for what it is. For just like being so cool that you're seeing something. And in reality you're actually asleep in your own bed with your eyes closed. That in and of itself should be enough. (laughs) Like seriously that should be enough no matter where you are. Because just knowing that what you're seeing is actually not real. And noticing like the detail in the walls and the floor, like that's, that is enough. Trust me, I have spent enough time in dreams to know that that's enough. So that is like a big rule for me that I would really encourage people to engage with and appreciate because I think that that's also kind of one of the smaller aspects of lucid dreaming that really gets brushed over once you've had enough lucid dreams. But to me, I'm still not desensitized to it because I just think it's amazing and really fun. So just appreciate things the way they are. They don't always have to change. (laughs) And then moving on into our second to last rule, this is also a very important one in terms of maintaining lucidity, but also just in having a nice time in the dream. And this rule is don't be intimidated by anyone. And this can be difficult, right? Like when you're standing in front of a monster like Regina George, and she's in front of you, like, you might be really intimidated. You might be like, oh my gosh, like, I know I have a page in the burn book. Like, I know that she's out here to get me. And I'm scared. Like, I'm scared of Regina. And you are valid for that. She's really frightening. But it's also important to realize that that's not the real Regina George. This is your, like, imagination's version of her. And she's not real, even in the real world, right? So it's important to just realize like, oh, she's actually not real. And when you're awake, right, this is really, really 
easy to say. Like, oh yeah, that's easy. Of course I would know that Regina isn't real. But if she was standing in front of you in the flesh in a dream, like, <laughs> it's, it's a totally different experience because it looks real. Like everything around you looks and feels real. And so this is something that you kind of have to learn over time. It's not really something that you can just make yourself understand. I think it comes with experience of just being like, that's not really Regina. Like she's not real. And that also applies to like a lot scarier <laughs> things than Regina. Although it just depends on what you think is scary. Like seeing Darth Vader in a dream, that is frightening. <laughs> but like you have to realize like, oh, it's not real. And this is like, this kind of just goes with, it goes with your lucidity because it's like, this is your dream, right? So if you give some random dream character all this power, then what you're also doing is handing over this authority over your dream, which is really handing over a part of your lucidity because it's like, oh, whoa, like I'm, you know, I'm afraid of Regina or I'm afraid of Darth Vader. Like, but if you're afraid of them, that means that you also, some part of you believes in them and you believe that they're actually there, but they're not. You're not even here. You're actually at home in your bed asleep. So this just really, this is like lucidity and also distraction and also making friends and all of these things like staying calm, staying focused, all of these become this amalgamation here with this rule because it's important to realize that none of this is real and you shouldn't be giving these people this power because you're also giving them your lucidity, essentially. And the more power you give them, the more likely it is that your lucidity is going to be completely lost and also that the plotline of the dream is going to just go off into a new direction. And then guess what? It's going to create a little bunny trail and you will follow the white rabbit because you will forget everything. So this is a very, very critical rule and again, I think it's something that you might not think about until you have a little bit more dream experience. And I'm trying to think of an instance where I was like really afraid of somebody. Um, I can't think of any specifically, unfortunately, but that's probably just because in a lot of my dreams, I, um, I don't know, like I, I don't really focus on, I guess, like, monsters and stuff for the most part but also um I kind of <laughs> I tend to have a, a crush on the villain anyway like they're there specifically as like a love interest <laughs> so also it's like not very frightening <laughs> and also like for the most part like when I'm lucid I'm like very like I'm I'm firmly lucid there's not a lot these days that a dream can do to make me forget unless it's in like kind of the emotionality category or if I get like really distracted for some reason. So for the most part, even when I see like something frightening, I'm just like, oh, and like, I don't, I don't really have a strong emotional response to it. And that doesn't mean that that would never happen because it totally could. It's just that for the most part, my dreams don't feature like super scary stuff. So, you know, that's just like a personal thing though. It just really depends on what you dream about. Um, and then, Moving on to our 10th and final rule, this rule is don't engage too much with anyone or anything. So we have, again, a bit of overlap, but this definitely does deserve its own slot in our little rule book here 
because engagement can go any direction, right? Like you can, you can have a really positive experience with someone or a really negative experience with someone, but no matter what the engagement is, it's probably going to lead to an emotional response and emotions are bad in dreams. Emotions are the enemy because then you will get so wrapped up in your emotion that you, you won't be thinking about anything anymore. You'll just be feeling. So this is also really difficult to do because in dreams there are a lot of really cool characters and there's also a lot of really intense emotional experiences that happen. Like there's deaths in dreams, there's like violence, like the one I was talking about where we were getting like shot at with the wooden stakes and people were dying, right? But if I had become super invested in them, then the lucidity would have been gone. But instead, I was just like distressed, okay? I was like, oh my gosh, this is distressing. And I was really focused on like not getting hit myself because I was like, oh, that's gonna hurt. But I wasn't thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die because this is real. Like I was thinking, oh no, like this is a dream. And if I get hit, I'm gonna feel real pain because my leg is already hurting. Like I was shielding my leg. I was like, please don't do this to me. So it's very different. There's, there's, a, there's a difference between kind of like having your emotions and experiencing them from kind of behind a wall, from like a shielded perspective versus really giving in and becoming really invested in the people around you and really liking them and all this stuff. And this even goes for like, I have like characters, right? That come back in my dreams, especially Asher, like he's in a ton of them. But when I see him, I can't be like, oh my gosh, my favorite, because then it's like, there goes the lucidity, like it'll just turn into something else. Like I've got to be like, oh, hey, like it needs to be like a casual, calm thing because otherwise things go in a whole new direction. And that can also be difficult because depending on the dream, maybe even in the plot line of the dream, they have like a tragic backstory or something and you just want to like support them and appreciate them and all this stuff. You cannot do that. Like seriously, you cannot do that. What you can do is help them if you would like because you are all powerful in this world. So if there's someone in like the peasant class in England or something and you want to give them a lifetime supply of bread, do that. Be like, follow me and I'll give you a lifetime supply of bread and then you can do that. Like that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just about like crying with them or whatever about their scenario, like hearing out their horrible backstory for 20 minutes, like that's the kind of stuff you can't do. And that can go in a positive direction or a negative direction. Like if you really like someone in a dream and you're like, oh my gosh, like we should hang out, like that in and of itself can just totally derail you. So it's important to realize that no matter who you're intera interacting with in a dream, if it's a celebrity, if it's like a fictional character of some kind, you've got to be like, no, like this is not actually real. And so you need kind of that barrier up at all times. So it's totally fine to interact with them, to have fun, whatever, but you can't become invested, essentially. Like you can't have a, a deep um, emotional connection to anyone because then you'll be emotional, <laughs> which we have said many, many times, emotions, guys, they're not going to work for you. They're not going to keep you lucid. They're going to do the exact opposite. You'll forget everything. And then the dream will probably go in a super weird direction because yeah, just emotions, just they destabilize everything. It's going to be weird. So I think that that is everything 
on this list. I mean, obviously there's a lot of overlap for a lot of these different things, but once you get down to it, right, there's, there's a few different things that you really need to focus on, such as focus, ironically, but they do kind of blossom into these larger concepts that we expanded on in this list. And I think that there's a lot, there's like also a lot to be gained from like what I talk about a lot, which I think sets me apart maybe from some other lucid dreamers who I guess are like lucid dreaming influencers, if you want to say that. But like, if you're like, I, I always encourage you guys to like engage with the dream as it is and not change a lot, which I think stands out just in terms of the lucid dreaming community, because there's a lot of emphasis on control. Like I would call it a way over the top emphasis on control. And I think that we need to really walk that back and just be like, no, like the dream is already good. It's already cool. Explore wherever it is, have fun where you are and just appreciate it for what it is, but don't appreciate it too much. Okay. You got to keep that distance. So before I repeat things, like again, a million times over, um, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to end the episode which I think has been a really, really good one. I think it's been really fun, and I hope that it was interesting and useful for you guys. And I would like to encourage everyone to keep listening to more episodes if you have not done that. Check out my Patreon if you want to support me because this podcast does not have any ads on it. But, okay, I've been playing with this idea in my mind. So... If you all recall, right, I do have a YouTube channel for the podcast. There's nothing up there's nothing up on it right now. And if I did post to YouTube, then they require like a certain subscriber count in order for you to monetize your videos. And my whole idea behind doing like the video, it would be like the same as these episodes, but there would also be the video component to it. But it's just like I don't know video editing, so it's going to be like way more work for me. Um, so I was, I was going to put those up and I was like, oh, like eventually I could do like monetization just for like the video episodes. And then I would keep doing audio only, but then I could monetize the video ones. But because of how YouTube works, I'm like, oh, like I don't really want to do YouTube because I'm not that big as like a podcast. Like I'm not as big as they want me to be. So I'm like, eh, eh. but now on Spotify, they offer video episodes. So Here's what I'm thinking, okay? I'm playing around with this idea. I don't know if I'm going to go through with it, but I might this summer because I'll have more time. So I'm thinking that I'm going to produce some video episodes. And so it'll be like the same as this. It'll be a podcast episode, but it'll actually have a video component. So you'll be able to see me when I'm talking and you'll be able to see how much I move my hands when I talk. <laughs> like it is unending. I have so many like hand gestures. They're like moving around. I'm so glad my mic doesn't pick them up. Um, but I think it would be fun because then you guys could actually see me speaking. And then I think I would actually not like extremely like over the top, but then I would actually monetize those because it's like a different, it's different content. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking right now, because it's going to be a lot more work for me to do the video podcasts but I think it'll be really fun and I think it'll add like another element to the show, which I think will be very interesting. So um, share your thoughts with me on this episode. If you're listening on Spotify already, good for you. There will be a response box under the episode for you to respond to this one. 
And I'm thinking that soon I'll do like a little Q&A episode because I do have some Q&A questions. But if you have more Q&A questions, you can email me. Which, uh, the email is thedreamonpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also respond in the Spotify question box. Or if you want, you can join my Patreon for exclusive uh, mini episodes and also for some articles that I've written on lucid dreaming and like just the community and everything in general. And you could just message me through Patreon if you wanted to do that. But no matter who you are and wherever you're listening, you can join the Discord server that I made. I made that like a couple months ago and people aren't super active on it because we don't have a lot of people yet, but seriously join it because I think it's going to be cool when it develops a little more. And I share like some sketches and stuff on there of like things I have in my dream journal and everything. And I think it's going to be really fun because there's just like more ways for you guys to connect with each other and ask different questions and everything. So now that I've done a super long outro, I will let all of you go now. And I just want to thank you all so much for listening and say good night and dream on.